Hi guys, uh, so excited for this episode, especially with the response I got from the last one and how people were saying that they related a lot. So I feel like uh, you can literally listen to this if you're single as well, because who knows, you might learn some tips and tricks and all of that good stuff. I don't know why I just call that tips and tricks. It is Halloween. I am recording this on Halloween. So there you go. I'm actually making myself cringe so much. (laughs) Okay, as you can tell, my brain is a bit frazzled after this weekend. I had such a fun time. You know, when you literally, I was saying this to my boyfriend, I literally saw him, um, ironic because we're talking about relationships. I saw him on the Thursday night, saw him on Friday, and then saw him on Sunday. And I was like, it feels like I haven't seen you in like, a week and it was purely because I'd managed to cram so much stuff into the space like of those few days whilst also being severely hungover in the process so we're kind of reviving ourselves today and what better way to get into it than on a podcast about relationships this is where I will thrive like I as you can probably tell from how I went on with the last one I just love talking about relationships. I found fascinating and dating and all of that. Um, I'm going to try and keep this. However, to sort of half an hour tops, we can see how long that lasts for. But yeah, I'm currently sat in my boyfriend's flat actually, and he's out. I love working from his place because it's like when I'm at home, in my own home, I will find any reason to avoid work. Like, you know, I could do the washing, I could clean my room, I could clear out my wardrobe. Whereas when I'm here, I'm like, I literally have nothing to do except for work, especially when he's out doing stuff. And I've like this whole free house and I'm like, there are, for me, no technical distractions here. So this is why we're being super productive on a Monday. I'm filming this, filming this, recording this. You know what really scares me though is I'm sat next to the Alexa and it keeps like flashing its light as if it's, have you heard about this thing about Alexas can record and you can play back? Apparently the person that owns the Alexa can like play back and hear what you're saying, which does really freak me out, especially because I'm quite weird. Like I will literally just sing and I'm like, well, when I'm alone and in someone else's house, if they play back on their Alexa, or even talk to myself like I just do weird stuff you know there was a TikTok and it was like (laughs) when you're at home and it was someone doing something weird and you just actually realize how freaking weird you are but I'm only like that by myself like I managed to hold it together when other people are around when I'm left alone for more than an hour in my own company I will literally start talking to myself and singing okay but enough of me being really weird Without further ado, getting into the topic on relationships in your 20s, and I feel like it is a very, very big one, which why I'm going to try and compress it and sort of go through. I have asked some questions on my story, and also a lot of you put in dating questions last week, which actually would do with the relationship, so I sort of budged this over onto this podcast. But your 20s are obviously a very, very confusing time when it comes to relationships, purely because you are still trying to find out who you are, trying to work out what to do, trying to make friends and all of that, whilst also balance a relationship on top of everything else. So I guess like my first area I want to really 
address, I guess, is how how to act in a relationship in your 20s. Like, how do you act? And I think, I do think the way we behave in relationships definitely change over time and should change over time and with the sort of situations that we're in. But when it comes to relationships in your 20s, I think there is still that element of having to be a little bit selfish and as well as putting your partner as your priority, also putting like not, you know, you basically want to be able to follow your dreams and grow to your full capacity when while still in a relationship and I'm going to get on to that and how to grow still in a relationship and all of that but you don't want to be in a relationship where your flame is being dampened and uh, to be honest I would say that at any point like at any point you don't want to be with someone that dampens your flame but especially in your 20s when it comes to career and your dreams and goals everyone has different ones right it's being with someone that will support those dreams and goals, almost having, I feel in your 20s and through life, I keep saying in your 20s, but genuinely the person that you're with should sort of be like your rock. Any form of like toxic, turbulent relationship at this time, in my opinion, oh my God, like how to deal with that on top of everything else that you're having to cope with in this time that that can be quite a lot so I think a large part of relationships in your 20s is working out what you want sort of in life like what are your priorities and will that person let you pursue those because you don't want to be with someone and then look back at your life and almost mildly resent them for feeling like they've held you back in any way and the way I sort of approach relationships now because I have done a hell of a lot of growth within relationships and learning myself and the only way that I've really learned is from screwing up in the past because we always learn from our mistakes and you know I've been in codependent relationships where I you know I probably wouldn't be able to be doing what I'm doing if I stayed with them and stayed with them at that level of codependency is what I mean it's not the person it's like the nature of that relationship and that's why I think my sort of approach to relationships in your 20s is that you should feel within limitations you should be able to feel like you're still able to live your single life, but you're just off the market. Like you're not, you know, you're not into anyone else, but every other aspect, you should still be able to pursue to the same level as if you were single, like any sorts of little passions. And I don't know if you want to go travel, like you should be able to do that still whilst in a relationship. So I think that at this time especially is super, super important. And I think that is what builds a really strong relationship and a really strong foundation. But another big thing I think in your 20s when you're in a relationship is there is this tendency to stress and think about the future. And 
I don't know whether it's a girl thing, okay? I don't know whether it's a girl thing or maybe it's slightly more anxious people, but I do think everyone low-key subconsciously does it. And you're always thinking into the future. And we're definitely at a time where it's like, okay, is this like my person for life? Or like, what's the deal here? What's the deal? And my sort of approach to this, now I've been in relationships in the past and I've always been like, we're going to get married. And now I look back, I'm like, you live like you were, you were 16 years old as if, as if you were going to get married. And like, you know, my boyfriend back then, like you change so much as people in this time as well. And I think when it comes to thinking too much into the future, like I, you know, you absolutely love the person that you're with and everything. But if you stress out and overthink the future too much, you're almost going to put this like subconscious strain on the relationship. Whereas my approach now is like, I absolutely love this person to pieces. And like, I would love that. Like, you know, to be honest, I'm just like, I would, I love this person to pieces, like live in the present moment, whatever happens, happens in the future. And I just really have like tried to not overthink it too much and that's another thing if you're then putting this strain on the relationship of that you're you kind of give and you're not going to put yourself first as much I don't think um because you're so set on that being it but yeah that's just from my experience from the many from the relationships I've had in the past where I've thought you know and I'm gonna marry them and then (laughs) here I am in a different relationship um but I think as I said like every relationship is unless it's as I said like horrible and at the time like when you're going through heartbreak and breakups and all of that it may feel like the world is ending and that is the worst thing in the world but you're gonna look back at that relationship and not have a regret about it because you in like I don't know, like a year's time or whatever, maybe with someone else that is so much better suited and has shown that past relationship has shown you what you actually want and need in a person. So yeah, that's my sort of thing of the stress of the relationships and the future um, and in your 20s. But my key thing for relationships as a whole and this is this is the big thing when I say I have screwed up in my past. Um, open and honest communication. And everyone hammers on about this. And I used to not really get it. Like I'm like communication, like, yeah, okay. But when I tell you it is so important because it helps you show your partner, like it helps you. Oh, that's my boyfriend. Okay, I pray this works. Um, sorry, that was literally my boyfriend coming back. Where was I? Where was I? Okay, yes, open and honest communication. And now, this is something that I've really learned in my current relationship because you cannot expect someone to do something or say something or you know you cannot expect them 
so much from them you can only expect so much from them without communicating what you want and I think that was a massive issue that we had early on in our relationship that we've really like learned about and I mean I feel like he's 100% taught me how to communicate because always in my previous relationships I have never stood up for myself or even said what I wanted and I think it comes from being a people pleaser in that I just want and my perfectionism and you just want that person to think that you're perfect and like you're so chill and you'll just do whatever they want whatever they say but as I said it's like what I was saying before is if you're like for example your partner you don't feel is letting you like pursue what you actually want etc etc it's this build up of resentment like if you're not communicating or if they do a small thing that slightly annoys you and you don't say it it may brush under the rug but that will resurface later down the line and for example like in my past relationship like I literally would you know he would want to watch a particular film or it would be the smallest thing like that and because I was such a people pleaser and wouldn't actually communicate what I wanted as small as like having an opinion on the film we watched like I'd always be like oh yeah I'll watch that because I wanted I, I wanted it I didn't want him to think or like I wasn't like on the same page as him the whole time and then that literally, it got so bad, like, I never actually stood up for what I wanted, and yes, it does build up this, like, low-key bit of resentment, and also then, like, you're not fully being yourself in the relationship, and now I've got to a point where even the smallest thing that will annoy me, like, you communicate that, and you say, and what I often will do, or what I will say is, like, you can be, like, this is like I know it's a me issue and I know it's irrational but this made me feel like this and like as soon as you do that if as soon as you say like it's the way that you have interpreted it that upset you unless it was obviously something that was so outright not okay or I don't know instance of like cheating whatever like obviously that's not you on you at all um but in that situation you then just say like the way that you said this upset me in this way because I took it like this as soon as you say something like that and then they not only will they be able to then you know they'll be there they'll say the right things and be there to reassure you but they also get to learn about you better and like your morals and your values because that is the thing in my opinion no one is going to be exactly the same like you are going to have slightly different opinions you're gonna maybe he'll like that movie but you won't like you will have that in a relationship like it's not you know the way I was behaving in the past like that is not normal like I yeah, I wasn't being truthful to myself and now it's like the most amazing thing because when you have open communication in a relationship you learn each other so much better but not only that but you feel so close with that person because it's like you're not hiding anything like they are fully loving you for you and that's the only person that you should be with is someone that can you know you don't have to 
be pretend to be anyone else but yourself also know how like my tone has shifted like I sound way quieter that's because I'm not in the house by myself anymore so I've become so much more like not expressive I sound very it's just some back to that I sound very like chill um whereas literally normally I'm the loudest most expressive person but yeah like everyone has different standards and priorities in a relationship and you will you may stand at different in different viewpoints at some things but that doesn't mean that like oh my god like we're not compatible like that doesn't mean that at all a good relationship is like yes you may have those differences or different opinions or views or approaches but you learn to look at it from each other's perspective and like work around the problem and I think that's another thing like with the communication as soon as you're open about stuff like say you're they've said something that's upset you they because in their head they're not you like they not might not have been upset by that and then you just sit there and let it build up and up and up and think that this horrible person where you know you've may have interpreted them wrong. all you need to do is say to them and then they know that they've upset you and then they can be there for you and then it's you two v the problem rather than uv each other in your head so that i think open and honest communication is so so important but coming back to my thing of like you know how do you know they're the right person and all of this stuff is that i think i mean this is obviously all of this is just my opinion for my own relationships but like being with someone that makes you grow and forces you to grow, and gets, like, you want to turn up to be the best version of yourself for them, and you want to grow for them, and together, and I think that is, if you find someone that, like, can help you do that, that is the most amazing thing, like, finding someone that, as I was saying before, like, you can communicate with, and they cause you to reflect, and look at yourself, in a different way and think of areas that you can work on and this is the thing because sometimes for example like I mean I'll do a whole different episode on attachment styles and everything like that but I have only ever been used to much more like codependent relationships where you know it was like it was as if I like the honeymoon phase but now I look at the relationship that I'm in and I'm like, wow, like it's so much more mature and forces me to grow and I can like stand up for myself and grow as a person like with my person. And that's where I think like I have definitely myself experienced anxiety as a whole. And I think it's because like, I mean, probably a lot of people can relate to this. Like being an anxious person, I feel like then in a relationship, you, I mean, with attachment styles, you tend to veer more on the air of like, you can fall into like having an anxious, slightly anxious attachment. And I know this because I got quite a few of you saying on your question box about like neediness, anxiety, relationship anxiety, and all of that stuff. But I think old me and this definitely like old me would have been like this isn't you know oh my god like this isn't right but what actually it caught like relationship anxiety is like 
it you know identify your own insecurities and if you can if you're in a good relationship where you can talk to your person about that and talk to them about it but also you have to realize that like with relationship anxiety it also involves working on yourself like our attachment styles are formed from when we're literally children so it involves you but as I say, it's important to communicate that you are experiencing that if you ever come across that in a relationship or even, even if you're, you know, stressing about the future. I like, if you're with someone that is like a solid rock to you, you will be able to talk about that and come to conclusions yourself. And also they will help you rationalize and put everything in perspective. And I think this also brings me like talking on the topic of relationship anxiety and everything like that and it brings me onto the topic of how do we know we're ready for a relationship slash in my opinion are we ever ready for a relationship now I actually want to do a full-on podcast on this all because I am so in both camps right like in my last podcast I was all like, it is so important well this was more in a dating perspective but it's so important to love yourself and practice self-love and have that happiness within yourself before getting into a relationship 150%. I think there's definitely a degree of self-love that you ultimately have to have. Like you have to love yourself and be happy and secure in yourself. However, when coming to this question of like, how do you know you're ready for a relationship? I think, or sort of getting into a relationship with like low self-esteem and all of that I think a lot of it comes down to the nature of the relationship like if you are in a healthy relationship it can make you grow and actually learn to love yourself more than ever because if that's if you're able to maintain a level of independence and work on yourself independent of your partner within a relationship and whilst also working together on your own things and talking about it openly I think that is what is really really like that is then you know it's making you grow and that's where I think yeah you obviously have to love yourself but also when you're at that level where you can handle issues yes it might make you feel unsettled or anxiety or whatever but in a way it's quite good to face it and to push through it as long as the person that you're with obviously is like super there for you and super supportive of everything. For example, like my therapist, when I was sort of going through my really anxious period of time and then I was sort of, me being me, I was blaming everything else, like work, relationship, all of that. And I was sort of like, oh, you know, like the relationship. And she was like, you know, though, if the reason why you like quit a relationship is because it's preventing anxiety. Now, now this is where I say you have to, if you're doing that within a healthy relationship, right? With unhealthy relationships and toxic relationships do not apply to this scenario at all. But what you're doing is you're just trying to avoid the anxiety rather than working on it and working on those insecurities. She said, if you had an anxiety, if you were scared of taking a lift, 
because it provoked anxiety you should be working on that anxiety to get in that lift because that is just a normal thing that we do in life like you take lifts everywhere like you get in relationships like by running away from the problem you're gonna only come across those sorts of problems like that only get provoked in relationships like late down the line when you're in the next relationship right so that was her approach to it and then she was like I that it put in perspective for me I was like yeah because I know the things I'm getting like you know worked up over are not rational they stem from my own insecurities they stem from my anxiety that's something that I need to work on so yeah I do need to face it and but the only way that worked is because I'm in a healthy relationship where I could then communicate those even though it took a lot from me especially because of my past and not communicating it took a lot from me and the reason is because she said you will just fall back into those codependent unrealistic relationships because they're the ones that are you know you're not getting anxious because you're with the person 24 7 the whole time but that isn't healthy that's I was so used to these unhealthy relationships that then when I got into a healthier one it was I suddenly didn't know (laughs) what to do I was like when I say my relationships were codependent like it was it was bad so that is my sort of opinion there if you're experiencing that relationship anxiety do try and work on it with your partner and if they're not willing to help or able to accept that that obviously there is someone out there that will 100% help with that but it's so much better to face it rather than avoid the issue but as I said this has to be within a healthy relationship setting and with you know uh, unless they're doing toxic behaviors and things that would provoke anxiety in anyone that that is the that is the time you get out. So yeah, this also brings me on to another topic, I guess, on the subject of like codependency, maintaining independence of relationships, which I think is super important in your 20s, and then balancing all of that. Like how do you balance a relationship plus also friends and everything like that? I mean, I guess I'm in the position where my boyfriend, he work, he's an actor, so his hours are all over the place um like we don't actually see each other on weekends because he's working um and so we will see each other in the week and I think what I found really helpful whilst being in a relationship and this was again through communication we came to this is we have like specific days in the week like nights or whatever where we will 100% have each other like be with each other or like spend the night together or whatever Um, and for me that's really important because I am quite like perfectionist and I need to know what I'm doing with my week uh, and when I can see people and when I can see my friends so what I would say is just being open with plans with your boyfriend and making sure that you like have also friendship so say you're looking at a week and you're like okay I'm seeing my boyfriend twice this week and so I'll see my friends twice this week so say you're seeing it so I think it's just being on top of it and like scheduling it in and that for me has helped me massively because it's like okay 
never see my boyfriend always on Thursday night and I won't specifically plan anything on the Friday and it also means I know you know work I'll work a little bit later into the Friday it just allows me to plan my life and be organized with it but but as I was saying like communicate that with them and communicate how important your friendships are as well and it's got to be equal for both of you you know like you should be able to go on those nights you know those nights out without him sometimes as should he or like even just hang out with friends because I know it's really hard when you really you love that person and like you know they're your best friend you have so much fun with them you want to bring them to everything but also like being on the other end as a friend it's sometimes really nice like when your friend doesn't bring their boyfriend to them and to the thing and you can just have that like chat with them that you wouldn't have had when their boyfriend was there so I think that is really important but exactly like just being ahead of the game like being that bit more organized like planning it in maybe talking with your boyfriend about it come or girlfriend coming to like the thing of like okay yeah let's set that in stone like doing this night this night all the time and then you know that you can work your social events seeing friends everything else around that that I think is like how you balance it and also create like an equal relationship where the expectation is the same from the both of you I also got loads of questions on long distance relationships and I guess that is something that is mostly around in your 20s like because you know you might it might be a big dream of yours or your partners to go travel um or you know they might have to go work somewhere for several months but that doesn't mean the relationship has to end and I was in a long distance relationship for a whole year oh yeah and then we went into lockdown so (laughs) probably even more than that um and there were definitely there was definitely a lot I learned but what I will say is like if the love is strong and that you have that like strong foundation there you'll be absolutely fine and I think what I will say about a long distance relationship like is it will test you but if you make out you will always make out so much stronger and I think it's such a good thing in a way because like you know you can still have that level of independence but also like you still stay so loyal and like love each other and it involves a lot of open communication a hundred percent um and which I maybe didn't do because that's not that's not what I was doing back then but what I will say is like one thing that like me and my boyfriend at the time found really important was whenever we would see each other we'd always have a next date for when we'd see each other if that makes sense so say he came and stayed with me at uni for a weekend we would always know like the next weekend I'll be going down or like the next event we had together because I think that is so important because it gives you like a countdown and something to look forward to I genuinely didn't know how we would have done that if we didn't and my all my other long distance friends have said that so always have that next time that you're going to see each other in the diary also gets you both hyped up and excited but also like scheduling FaceTime dates is so important and I actually find I much prefer having a long phone call with someone at the end of the day rather than like texting throughout the day because 
I feel like if you're always just texting, you kind of feel very distant. Whereas there's something about a FaceTime or a phone call, which is like you feel so much closer to the person and you can go so much more in depth and you can bounce off each other, not as much as you would on text message. So perhaps that might be a different way, especially if they're you both have busy lives and busy jobs, but always scheduling in a time to call and like treating it like a date. Like I would say when you're long distance, you do have to put in that little bit extra effort in that sense, but also making them like a big priority still as if they were still there. But also another tip is like doing cute little things like sending a little letter or like, you know, sending I'm trying to think like a little card or like small small things that remind them that like you are still thinking of them and vice versa like it should always go both ways but like going that little extra mile and also the lovely thing I think about when you're long distance is like when you're then together it's literally like the honeymoon phase reborn and it's so so lovely so it has its benefits too and also it allows you to focus on your friendships more but I would say as well that is where communication is so key because insecurities probably will arise most when you're long distance but it's all about just communicating that and as I said phone calls are the way and don't you know it's so much easier things can get misinterpreted over text and all of that so if you're going to have a problem I would say spend like the time on a phone call don't wait till when you're next going to see them and also always having that little date in the diary for when you're next going to be seeing them. Oh my god I honestly have just had like another look at your questions because some new ones have come in. There is so much I want to cover but I promise I'll keep this slightly shorter but I will 100% be doing some more stuff on this later down the line. But I have had some questions so dating guy for two years but I think we need to break up how okay firstly I would say if this has been something that you've been thinking about for a while and if they you know you're both super close and over communicating everything I wouldn't say oh I'm going to break up that I would say you need to approach the conversation with him together mutually because otherwise you may have some slight regrets but if you mutually discuss and give an opportunity for it to work and work through the issues then do it because you're only like you don't want to look back and have regret and if there's still love there I always think you can try and work on it unless there are obviously like extenuating circumstances um but then then if it doesn't work then okay fine absolutely fine like you gave it your best shot and it's not gonna work out but that's what I would say is like don't throw the towel in straight up you know talk to him first or her and communicate those issues before doing that and then sort of see if it's stuff that you can get around and who knows because you've communicated it you might feel a hell of a lot closer after it too um how do I know my first love is the one he's my first everything brother I know it's cliche but I will I, I mean it's hard for me because I have obviously had like different relationships 
But like, I feel when you know, you know, and if you still feel as close to them as you did, like from when you started, I would say that's a really strong relationship. And if you've managed to grow together and like change together, then that is amazing. Because I think often with like, you take my first quote, love, I guess, um, now we are so different that like we are honestly I, I think I mean I don't really know what he's up to but like I can imagine we would work ever as a relationship and that's because we've changed so much over those years however if you've been with someone and you still have that connection and bounce off each other honestly like that is how I think like you have such a strong relationship there because you've grown together and I mean who knows they down the line like I think, you you know, you may be like, let's take a break and see. But what I will say is often the grass is a hell of a lot greener. And if you're still in love with them and have those feelings there, don't throw a good relationship away because of that. Because yes, it may be like scary that it's your first love and everything like that. But I think, you know, you might decide to take that break and try things out but if you come back together then that is so strong because often yeah you'll look at your single friends or whatever and you'll be like oh maybe that maybe that but as soon as you try it and if you still have the feelings for someone else you're not gonna really want to be with anyone else ultimately um and I guess that's the same thing for am I settling too young like I think we can't think so long so far into the future because who the hell knows what is going to happen so if you're happy if you're like the love is still there they make you feel good you made them feel good you still have that connection go with that like don't jeopardize something and also as I was saying like you're not settling if they let you still live your best life do you know what I mean like if what I always think is like if you can live like your best life like do everything you want to do and you have that person there that like supports you they're like your like built-in best friend essentially that that is like incredible and in my opinion that is definitely not settling it'd be settling if you feel like you're trapped and you can't do certain things or like go do because of them but if they're if you're still able to have that level of independence whilst having them there alongside I think that that is like you've got that like you've smashed life (laughs) um and final one that I'm going to answer is how to be less needy so yeah I think I genuinely think you have to take a step back and think okay are they giving me what I want and I think it's also takes a level of rationalizing like am I being rational with this because you know sometimes it is irrational but take that step back but also go to them with these insecurities or whatever and as I said like before like say this I feel that when you go out or whatever it makes me feel insecure but I know this is my insecurity but you know perhaps like if you literally just like drop me a text on your night out telling me you know like a cute text like I know I know that means you're asking for it but like how are they to know otherwise because they're not in your brain so I think it's again like communicating that and then as soon as you start communicating that 
there and you know that they're supportive and like whatever of that and can understand and like see your perspective they're going to get to know you better but also you're going to feel so much more secure so that's what I will say is like communicating will help with the neediness neediness but also what I will say is look at how much have have you had to change your like have you lost friendships for this relationship or do you feel distant from your friends because if that's the case and I'd say go you need to start prioritizing you and also keep yourself busy with other and occupied with other things so that you don't feel like your relationship is like your sole purpose and reason for existence on this planet so as soon as you start doing that and you're like you know yeah you're seeing your boyfriend like yeah you're excited for that but you're also excited for going out and seeing your friends that is when I think you then do become less needy because you're like I uh, you, you know I love you and you're amazing but I also have other like things that I love and are amazing in life and I'm not going to give all of them up just because I think it's exactly what I'm saying like as soon as you abandon friendships or distance yourself from friendships because of a relationship or to always be with this person and then they go on a night out you're you're going to be like oh my god like of course you're going to get insecure because you're going to be like they they're everything like how will I go on without them so it's keeping that like keeping that independence communicating I think that's basically the whole soul purpose takeaway from this podcast I hope it's been helpful I'm gonna address so much more because god I got so many on breakups I got so many on like sex all of that they will be saved for another podcast so don't forget to follow to subscribe um follow me on live underscore living underscore life underscore underscore on instagram and also my podcast unfiltered with live sending lots of love and have a lovely week (laughs) 